Coming up, we're talking David Gravel, Gio Selzy, Corey Day, Max Blair, Michael Brown, Chris Madden, Chris Ferguson, and much more. Let's go. Today is Monday, March 28th, 2022. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. We'll start here with the final two World of Outlaws Sprint Car races in California from the weekend. Friday night, they were at Bakersfield, and Saturday, they went south to Paris. The story from Friday was David Gravel losing the points lead to Brad Sweet after that early crash. Sheldon Huttenshield got into the wall on lap nine in turn three and collected the top three runners in the field. Spencer Basin was the leader, and he couldn't get slowed down in time, and then Gravel and Rico were victims as well. All three returned to the race, but Gravel later ended up with a 23rd place finish because late in the going, he had a part in the steering brake, which then sent him into the wall. It destroyed the car, and he lost the outlaw points lead to Sweet after the night. Out front, the top three being knocked out handed the lead over to Gio Selzy, and after a brief battle with Corey Day, led the final 26 laps en route to his second outlaw win of the season. The 16-year-old Corey Day ended up leading his first official outlaw lap and finished second. Sweet was third, Carson Macedo fourth, and James McFadden finished fifth. On Saturday night at Paris, we had five lead changes between pole sitter Macedo and Gravel, with Gravel eventually pulling away on a green-white checkered finish for the victory and the bounce back from the night before. Day again grabbed second late in the race with Macedo, uh, Macedo third, Sweet fourth, and Hoddenshield in fifth. James McFadden was in the mix all race long as well in that Roth Motorsports 83, got into the wall late and broke the rear suspension. It's been really fun these last few weeks watching Corey Day figure it out against the Outlaws. He was in B-Mains both nights at Tulare, then was 14th at Merced. He then topped off the swing with the two second place finishes and led a lap. Not bad for a 16-year-old driver against the best in the business. In the standings now, things have changed pretty dramatically. Sweet leaves the weekend with a 20-point advantage over Macedo, with Gravel two more points back in third. Sheldon is fourth, 46 back, and Gio has taken fifth, 88 points behind. Schatz and Schuhart are both 100 points back or more as the series now begins the trek back east. They'll race tomorrow night at Vado before Oklahoma and Texas are up this weekend. Back to Gio Selzy, it's been one hell of an opening to this year for him and that KCP team. If you throw out those two opening nights at Volusia where they bowed out early and got 26th place finishes, they're averaging a 6th place finish for the year and they already have two wins. Without those two Volusia nights, they'd probably be second in the points right now instead of fifth. I wouldn't expect Gio to stick around all year with the Outlaws, but we could be on the brink of a major jump for him. If he can carry the speed back east, it could be a very big season for Gio. And as for Gravel, the 15th at Merced and the 23rd at Bakersfield are not the end of his season by any stretch. You can finish outside the top 10 probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 7 to 12 times a season with the Outlaws and still have a chance to win the title. I do think just kind of by the eyeball test here, he and that big game squad are probably the fastest car in the series right now. They just have to stay consistent. Sweet is still winless, but since finishing 16th in the opener at Volusia, his worst result is a 7th uh, that came at Cotton Bowl. They keep racking up top fives and top tens, and that's how you win these championships. Sweet suddenly leads the series in both top five and top ten finishes on the year, and also consequently the points lead. We're now ten races deep and have had six different winners with the Outlaws. Wins have come from the pole, second, third, sixth, and seventh. 
With the War of Outlaws late model series this weekend, it was an interesting opening weekend, or it was an interesting weekend at Cherokee for the Rock Galt Memorial. We had not only the racing for the wins each night, but also the points battle for the Extreme Dirt Car Series that came down to Ben Watkins and Ross Bales. On Friday night, Max Blair and Ryan Gusson led laps early, but Michael Brown took over on lap 16 and led the final 25 laps to take his first ever Outlaw win. Gustin settled for second and is still seeking his first Outlaw victory. Blair was third, Dennis Herb Jr. fourth, and Dalton Wilson finished fifth. Watkins actually pulled off late and finished 21st with Bales 22nd, so things stayed tight for the championship headed into the Saturday feature. In the weekend finale for 20 grand to win, Brandon Shepard was in another zip code early on, jumping out to a huge lead, but disaster struck on lap 10, uh, 18 when he tangled with the lap car of Brent Larson and ended up turned around in turn four. He was only able to drive back to 12th by the end. That gave the lead to Max Blair, who just kept the field at bay for the remainder of the 60-lap event. He took the big money over Ross Bales, Dalton Wilson, Hudson O'Neill, and Clay Knight. The second for Bales and a 17th place finish for Watkins handed the extreme title to Bales, so for his efforts, Bales brought home $15,000 of his own. With Farmer City and the Illini weekend up next, Dennis Herb Jr. holds the points lead by 30 over Shepard, with Blair, Tyler Bruning, and Hudson O'Neill the rest of the top five. Even with Bristol drawing nearly 40 cars not far away, both nights at Cherokee had 40 on the entry list, including plenty of regional and national drivers. O'Neill ended up coming south after the Davenport show was wiped out. We also had Spencer Hughes, who's a Lucas regular, plus names like Zach Mitchell, uh, the aforementioned Dalton Wilson, Carson Ferguson, and others. The action at Farmer City for the Outlaws gets going on Friday. Up at Bristol, we had two nights paying 50000 to win each and two different winners. On Friday, and it ended up being a good move for Chris Madden to bail on the Outlaws because he dominated the 50-lapper and scored one of those big checks. He started on the pole and led every lap, topping Dale McDowell, Brandon Overton, Jonathan Davenport, and Mike Marler. Even with the speeds, we had plenty of passing on the night. Overton went 12th to 3rd, Davenport was 21st to 4th, and Marler 16th to 5th. It was a tough night for guys like Tim McCready and Ricky Thornton Jr. with both drivers way down the order in 20th and 21st. On night two, pole sitter Ricky Weiss was out to the lead early, but like Shepard uh, down in South Carolina, Weiss got held up by a lap car, and that let Chris Ferguson by for the lead. Fergie held off a late challenge from Scott Bloomquist and drove away to the biggest win of his career and another $50,000 check. Bloomer was second at the end with Weiss third, Davenport fourth, and RTJ fifth. McCready again ended up way down the order after a crash. EPJ and Owens also had nights to forget as well. These two nights were the first for the XR Super Series as well, so with another weekend at Bristol upcoming, Jonathan Davenport leads the standings over McDowell, Weiss, Madden, and Bloomer. Just like last weekend, the Supers are back in action on Friday night and Saturday night with a lot more money to be paid out this week. Elsewhere around the country this weekend, Kale Westover grabbed his first US MTS win in the prelim show at Humboldt Speedway in Kansas. He topped defending champion Derek Ramirez for the $5,000 victory, and then on Saturday night, Jake O'Neill donned the crown and took down the $15,000 win in the King of America finale. He led 36 of 60 laps and topped Darren Fuqua and Dustin Sorensen. With four nights complete, Sorensen is your USMTS points leader over Jason Hughes and Tanner Mullins. With the ASCS Sprint Cars, Derek Hagar and Aaron Reitzel were winners at I-30 Speedway in Arkansas. On Friday night, Hagar took the lead late from Landon Britt to earn his first win of 2022. On Saturday night, pole sitter Seth Bergman got knocked out of the lead after an incident with, again, you guessed it, a lap car. That was happening all over the country this weekend. 
And that led to a fun battle between Blake Hahn and Reitzel, with Reitzel eventually coming out on top for his 20th career ASCS win and first since 2017. With Power Eye, Buddy Kofoy took down both the weekend midget features at I-44 Riverside. Friday night, he topped Christopher Bell and Kenan McIntosh, and Saturday night, it was McIntosh and Bryant Wiedemann. In central Pennsylvania, Dylan Norris took down his first career 410 win at Williams Grove, and Danny Diedrich grabbed his first win of the year at Lincoln. Out in California, Tanner Carrick was a winner in a 360 at Ocean. Damian Gardner was the CRA winner at Paris, and Justin Sanders topped Shane Golubic in the Sprint Car Challenge Tour opener. Uh, the only thing on the streaming schedule today is Flow Racing 24-7. Pretty quiet here to start the uh, to start the week. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Have a good Monday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.